Welcome to Season 6, Episode 1 of the Family Travel Australia Podcast. We are Paul, Katie and Jasper from the Feel Good Family. Join us as we explore this great country, Australia, its people, places and cultures. Yes, welcome to the Family Travel Podcast where we share the latest in RV industry news, caravanning, camping, road trip travel, what to do, where to go, product reviews and so much more. Thanks for joining us. Yes, indeed. And welcome Welcome to to Season season 6. Whoa. Holy dooly. And what a wild, wet, windy start to the season. Mm Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. We're actually calling it Ocean to the Outback, and we are commencing our Queensland adventure, and for the next seven months, we will be covering every corner of our home state, some of our favourite locations and experiences, and some places that we are yet to discover. Mm-hmm. And to kick it all off, we are exploring the island escapes of southeast Queensland. What a season we do have ahead for you. I'm so excited <sighs> to revisit some of our favourite Queensland spots, but also to get out. There is so much of this state that we are yet to explore with the van in tow. I'm so excited about it. And we have got our wet weather gear still with us this week. Holy dooly. Oh my gosh. Kate joked last week about having a caraboat. That's a caravan that also is a boat. Uh, it, it has been relentless. It just hasn't stopped. Mm-hmm. And it is causing us a little bit of havoc with our filming. We've had some remarkably sneaky windows of beautiful weather in there. And uh, we're going to be talking about that now on this episode at South Strabroke Island. I think my personal favourite island, I mean, being uh, a young lad growing up, I went to Surface Paradise Primary School and getting to venture over to South Stradbroke Island most weekends with my family, this place holds a very special place in my heart. Mm, and what I love as somebody who's relatively new to South Stradi is that it really wouldn't have changed much from those days of your childhood, Paul, when you were going over with your family, to what it is now. It is still an untouched, undeveloped, natural paradise that is literally on the doorstep of the Gold Coast. I mean, you could jump in a boat and be over there in less than half an hour with your fishing rod in the ocean cooking up a catch for dinner. I mean, it's amazing. And we're actually going to talk about exactly that and getting to do that this week. Now, Staying at South Strabroke Island, there's a few things for you to know, and that is that you used to only be able to access this island if you had your own boat. Well, now, of course, you can get water taxis. Mm -hmm. Uh, The way we chose to go over was on the Tipplers Ferry Service. Mm It's $25 an adult each way. And very fortunate for us is that Scott and Beck, our our good friends, are the managers of Tipplers Cafe and they operate this service. So great to catch up with them and be spoiled to a few upgrades that they've in, installed and put in place since we were there almost 18 months ago. 
Yes, so good. And this ferry service is excellent, as you mentioned, Paul. Picks you up from Jacob's Well, which, you know, if you're travelling in your RV and you're looking for a sneaky few nights away on the island, you can pull up there at the Jacob's Well Tourist Park, one of the Gold Coast Tourist Parks. It's a really fantastic park, actually. Yeah, we will actually include that in our coverage next week when we take off to North Stradbroke Island because it's just a fantastic central Mm. between the Gold Coast and Brisbane location for you to camp Mm. but also to leave your rig if you want to venture out to the islands. Yeah, definitely. In fact, what we did was just leave our van and our Hilux parked up on our site and we walked the 100 metres maybe. Uh, with the gate access from the caravan park down to the public jetty. Scott picked us up in the Tipplers Ferry and, I mean, fantastic boat. Yeah, I don't know if ferry's the right uh, picture that it would conjure up for most people. Mm, this is a called Fancy Pants Ferry. <laughs> it is a high-powered vessel. It is stunning mm-hmm. and comfortable and quick. Yes, awesome. Yeah. And, I mean, before you know it, you're pulling up at the beautiful, you know, the calm waters, the beach there of South Stradbroke at Tipplers Cafe with the campsite just a few hundred metres down from the cafe area. I mean, it is just perfect. Yeah, look, Beck and Scott have been managing not only the cafe but the entire campground of South, North Kurrajee and Tipplers Camping Area and the cafe and kiosk Mm -hmm. for I think almost 11 years. And they tell us that they've uh, signed on for another 10 at least. Such good news. I mean, they are the ultimate hosts. Beck is an incredibly well-trained chef, having spent her former years working with the likes of Neil Perry and Kylie Kwong. Her food at the cafe is amazing. And look, if you've met us anywhere, we will no doubt have mentioned to you just how good the Tipplers Cafe food is. It is five-star quality in this incredibly stunning, relaxed environment. I mean, what I love, actually, and I had a giggle when we were over there, was watching people come and go They come in barefoot because they've literally just jumped off their jet ski. They wander into the cafe. They order up an amazing meal. You know, they sit out there under the palm trees. They've got their boardies on, swimmers. It's unusual, I think, because you have got that, I guess, beach island culture and this high-class delivery and presentation of sensational seafood, Mm. locally caught, fresh amazingly presented and Mm. with all of that skill set that Beck brings to it. At cafe prices. Yeah, pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Oh, my gosh, my mouth is watering (laughs) just thinking about it. Now, camping there has gone up a level since Mm. we were last there because they have installed 10 shacks, they call them, island shacks. Now, four of them are down on the Kurrigi campsites, Mm -hmm. which – is only accessible by your own boat. Yes. Okay, good to know that. And then there are six, one of which that we stayed in, here on the Tipplers campsite, which is only about 300 metres down to the cafe or Mm -hmm. kiosk, which is great if you've left something behind or you've forgotten something for your camping. You can just grab it from the kiosk as well. Yeah, awesome. And whilst they call them shacks, they're anything but. They're actually beautifully 
fitted out shipping, shipping containers. containers. I had to think yeah. of the word then. Shipping containers. And they all look out onto the beautiful calm waters of the Broadwater. They do have a number of them with the queen bed. So if you're going mm-hmm. over as a couple, uh, perfect for what you need. They also have a number of them that also feature bunk beds yep. that can sleep up to six people. So perfect for families. You can make use of the campground amenities, hot showers, bathrooms, and the campground also has a number of free gas barbecues scattered around. So, you you know, you literally can put your rod in the water, catch yourself a fish, Love cook it. it up for dinner. Just awesome. Yeah, look, the... Uh the thing to note is that there aren't any cooking facilities within the shacks. Uh, but again, free barbecues scattered throughout every campground. Mm-hmm. And even if you're not staying uh, overnight at Tipplers, you can use any one of these you know, day-use area uh, barbecues mm-hmm. for free. It's very, very cool. Beautifully presented, so well-maintained. Mm. The wildlife is so abundant. Again, Katie, because... As you mentioned, the lack of development Mm. throughout the last 50 years is the difference. That is the point of difference for this island. Yes, and I love Mm. that their slogan is, where would you rather, where would you wallaby? (laughs) Yes, that's it. Where would you wallaby? Because it is abundant with wallabies. In fact, there is the elusive, as we call it, golden wallaby. So elusive. On we the island, very rare. Exactly. We've tried and tried. Paul's been out with Scott many times with the <laughs> GoPro trying to film this golden wallaby that we've yet to see. But you can literally be, you know, kicking back. We were swinging in our naked hammocks or cooking on the barbecue and, mm. and watching the wildlife literally wander past. I know. I actually did capture, though, this massive lace monitor. Yes. You know, snaking his way, really down through the middle of the campground and then boom, shot up this tree. Fantastic. Oh, so awesome. It really is a back-to-basics experience. But then if you're if you're like us and you're not really set up with the whole camping, you know, set up your tents and whatnot, you can add in that little bit of luxury and know that you've got a comfortable queen bed to sleep in with nice bedding and, you know, linen mm. and towels that are provided. So you can get over. It makes the island more accessible mm-hmm. for people like us who don't have that whole camping set up, and I love that, but then you're still in this secluded. We were literally the only people in the campground when we stayed midweek. That, yeah, that is a great tip. I mean, with six of them in a row, if you could get your family and friends, a group of mates mm-hmm. together to take up the midweek space and it basically be your own island escape, wow. It's so affordable. It is. And what's even better is that if you're, you know, I was going to say no good, but that's probably not fair. Still learning to fish like we are and you don't successfully catch anything off the island. A couple of hundred metres, you've got the amazing cafe. You can pick yourself up a meal. Beck said that they will even deliver the meals to your tent campsite. Mm or the shack, whatever campsite you're at, if you're in the tipplers end of the campsite. Now, there are 120 sites across the three different campgrounds. Every single site has its own dedicated fire pit. 
Amazing. Amazing. And this is quite rare, really. It's yeah. one of the few places where you can still go and have a fire, of course, outside of any restrictions. The very first time we visited, 18 or so months ago, there were fire restrictions in place and we were devastated about that. But this time we lit the campfire and we got to sit around with Scott and Beck as well and toast some marshmallows and it was just so lovely. We polished off two packets of marshmallows. <laughs> I think Jasper polished off one. He was pinging off the walls. He, well, Beck showed him a little trick because she's got these amazing, like they're almost like a metre long bamboo skewers yeah. that are purpose built for, you know, the ultimate marshmallow campfire. You don't have to lean forward. You can literally stay sort of, you know, inclined um, backwards oh, yeah. and just sort of reach out and... Totally. It's like extender arm. And she showed him how to load six on at a time. So he thought that was pretty amazing. Oh, my gosh. And we had this whole discussion, as you do around campfires, around whether you let it actually singe for a minute, you know, like that quick flash fry, or you don't do that. Just warm it up. I'm definitely a... Uh, an ignite and blow out kind of guy. Well, what's funny is that, um, <laughs> ignite and blow out. <laughs> what's funny is that up until this point, Jasper hasn't liked putting the marshmallow in the fire at all, but he'll still go through the process of skewering it to feel like he's actually a part of that ritual. But he started to uh, get it in the fire this time around. So funny. Yeah, he, he honestly, as long as we've got marshmallows, he, he doesn't care if there's a fire ban. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he still puts it on the stick, you know, and just sits there with it, just chews away. Very funny. Okay, 10 minutes walk directly east so you're on the west side of the island here i mean again because of the broad water the sunsets across the water oh. across the big island in front of you the mainland is is Stunning. spectacular uh you've got the gold coast hinterland you know with, with the backdrop but then you walk mm-hmm. 10 minutes across to the surf beach the surf side of it the east side and you are the only person there there are zero vehicles i think uh there may be total across the whole island allocation for 100 registered vehicles there's probably about two or three that actually use Mm -hmm. their vehicles along this beach as far as a daily activity to get from one point to the other jump and pin famous treacherous bar in the very north and then the gold coast seaway much safer um, accessible access to the main part of surface paradise southport area to the south. Yes. So, again, you feel like you are on this untouched, pristine beach with Mm. nobody else. I mean, we went fishing with Scott and his son, Lachlan, and we literally were the only people on the beach. There were no other four-wheel drive tracks. We had the entire stretch to ourselves. I mean, it is just amazing. And then if you tilt your head slightly... You can see the entire skyline of the Surface Paradise cityscape. Mm. It, it's just a remarkable place. And it's, it's far enough away that it, you know, you'd, you'd forget where you were, yes, really. Yes, yeah. I could be corrected here, and please do if I get this wrong, but I believe it's around about 21 and a half kilometre stretch of beach from top to tail. Wow. Just amazing. And no one but us. Yeah, yeah, no one um, but us. And the uh, worms that we were trying to catch, Lockie was showing us how to uh, get the sea worms, which Jasper and I thought was just fantastic. In fact, we should have been filming me 
filming Lockie. That would have made some really great fun footage because these little guys stick their heads up and down so quickly and Lockie was trying to get some for bait so that we could go fishing. And I had the GoPro and I'm in and under Lockie's legs trying to capture Hello. this moment of these little worms getting plucked out from the sand. We got a few though. Yeah, look, he did. He did very well. Unfortunately, though, we didn't catch any fish. However, mm. Lockie had been out uh, deep sea fishing just off the island, actually, um, the day before. And he and the rest of the team there caught three massive, I mean massive, Spanish mackerel. Mm. And thankfully he did because that is one of the tastiest, most delicious fresh fish that you can actually catch and cook here on the east coast Mm. and for us it meant that we still got an awesome feed of spanish mackerel and that was with his mum beck again sensational chef Mm. showing us how to cook this fish up on the day use barbecues something that us and and a lot of people out there will go oh i don't know i might stuff it up yep you know she just removes that fear or that you know oh am I gonna stuff it up who cares she's like you just do it mm-hmm. and she she did and it was fantastic and simple and delicious oh it was the most amazing but easy recipe and she fa- in fact got Jasper to help her make the paste it was a Thai paste full of those beautiful flavors <laughs> a Thai Spanish mackerel yes yes <laughs> don't you love it you know, it had the chili, it had the galangal, the cumin, the coriander, it had coconut milk, and Jasper bashed it up in the mortar and pestle. Mm. We simply rubbed it, I say we, I had no involvement, over the fish, and Beck fried it for a few minutes on each side on the day use barbecue, and boom, we had the most amazing meal. Wow. That Actually, that recipe, that cooking segment is in our YouTube episode. If you are yet to watch that, do jump on over and get inspired and add a recipe to your, you know, your new midweek meals or your camping trips because Mm. it was full of flavor and so delicious. I love that Beck told us the story that prior to them taking on the management rights here on the island when they lived on the mainland at the Gold Coast and the kids were all younger and at school they would pick them up on a Friday afternoon they'd have the boat on the back they'd have their camping gear packed they'd literally pick them up from school at three o'clock go down to the jetty launch the boat go straight over to the island get their fishing rods out go and catch their meals Beck said we took minimal food we lived off what we caught they Love it. do exactly what she did with us and, you know, cook up their meals on the Barbies and then they take the kids back to school, you know, on Monday. I mean, what a brilliant way to spend a weekend with your family. Look, I have to say I'm, I'm going to jump in here and, and that really is our takeaway for this week. Mm-hmm. I'll bring it in a little bit earlier because it's relevant, is that sitting around that campfire that night mm-hmm. with Beck and Scott and we were asking them about this lifestyle, this island lifestyle, you know, and they said this environment has been the best thing for our family because initially it was about it being the best thing for our children mm-hmm. and it allowed us to spend more time with them, mm-hmm. you know. And she said, and what's happened is now their youngest is 18, I think their oldest is only 23, uh, Lockie, and is that their, their two boys and their daughter, the three of them, now want to spend time with them as parents. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
it gave us goosebumps. We yeah. were like, okay, this is just a, another little affirmation that us making this leap of faith, this decision, this alternative, you know, lifestyle mm-hmm. to spend our time with Jasper now is going to probably reward us greater at the other end than we could imagine. And we saw that in them. They were glowing. They were almost emotional about that their kids want to spend time with them. Their kids like them. Yeah, I love that. And I love the fact that despite the fact that the kids have moved off the island and are now living back on the mainland, on the Gold Coast, Mm -hmm. they're still involved. They still come over and work on the island alongside Even on their days days off, they're like... I'll just come over visit, Mum. I love it. I love it so much. Very cool. They've built an incredible lifestyle for themselves and they're sharing that with the people who come to visit the island and they're so passionate about that as well and that is another reason yeah. why you will have such an incredible experience on South Strait Broke with Beck and Scott because they they genuinely have a love for the island and they genuinely want to share that with other people. Yeah, I think, you know... As long as you are willing to unplug, mm. the whole experience is generous. Yeah. You know, you, you feel like you are gaining something every moment. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Perfectly said. All right. A couple of other things to note is that the kiosk, as we mentioned, is available, whether that's fishing gear or mm-hmm. tin food or, just, you know, those things that you may have forgotten, some brekkie items. Yep. You forget that or you don't want to self-cater the kiosk, fantastic. Mm-hmm. And for the quality is very affordable, we, yes. we felt. Yep. Uh, on the weekends, there generally is live music. Mm-hmm. Love that environment. Mm-hmm. They have put a swimming enclosure so that you feel safe and secure mm-hmm. in front of the main campground, yep. which is awesome. Again, you can bring your own, you know, powered device, whether that's a, a boat, you know, a cruiser, a tinny, or as we see, there must be about 300 jet skiers mm-hmm. that come and go throughout each day on the weekends. Yes. Amazing. And plenty of room for everyone. Fantastic. At the South Courage campsite, it's a very family-orientated campsite, mm-hmm. I think, as well. There is another kiosk. Yes. You can get your morning coffee there. There's pod coffee machines. There isn't a cafe at that end. But there are water sport, uh, unpowered water sport options that you can take um, advantage of, you yeah. know, whether that's a stand-up paddleboard or whatever it is for the kids, there's kayaks and things like that as well. Yeah, and look, if you're looking for um, a, a different kind of experience or maybe you've got a larger family and you're looking for another accommodation option, down at South Courage, there is a fully self-contained wow. little island cottage. It's a two-bread two-bedroom cottage. It's got a full kitchen in there. Uh, it has, you know, full bathroom, a massive dining and lounge area. That's actually where we stayed when we first visited the mm. island. So that is another very unique option as opposed to pitching your tent. Love it. And again, to be able to, in a 10-metre walking zone, get up to watch the sunrise, spend your day getting active, you know, a bit of sun catching fish, whatever, and then spend your, your early evening watching the sunset, mm-hmm. uh, over the, both over the water. I love that. Yep. Just <laughs> magic. It really is a beautiful can, spot. Can you tell how much we love this <laughs> island? I think what makes it so unique too is that it is, I mean, it's so close to the Gold Coast, obviously, literally, you know, within half an hour 
from launching your boat, you're on the island. But mm. if you were coming down from Brisbane or even the Sunshine Coast or northern New South Wales, it's still an amazing destination within a very short drive radius to be able to have that island escape and feel like you're worlds away. Yeah, exactly. Especially when, you know, the difference of a lot of these overseas travels, are, you know, anything up to, you know, 13 hours on a plane, it um, can eat into your your time off. Mm-hmm. Again, if you can sneak away from work mm-hmm. for a midweek special or, or change some plans to get around into the midweek, you'll thank us for it. Yeah, awesome. Okay, take your hammocks as well. Yes, plenty of trees in the campgrounds mm. to uh, hook your hammocks up. We got our three nakies all hooked up in this awesome little triangle configuration and it was so lovely to each have our own hammock now so that we're not fighting yes. over you. yours, Paul. <laughs> uh, the feel good, feel good nakey, I like to call it. Yeah. <laughs> all right, let's uh, talk to the newsroom this week. I'm only going to touch on this fairly briefly Um To be honest, you know, we are called the Feel Good Family for a reason. We really want to only share feel-good content. Mm. Uh, This is a a bit of a tragic story, but worth noting because of how seriously important this is and and for us to share this education. Mm. So I'm just going to just quickly um, deliver this. I I don't want to downplay it, but I I don't want to harp on it too much, but it's just take this with you this week, Mm. is overweight vans and... There was an incident in 2019 just outside of Tamworth where a, uh, a guy was travelling with his family and unfortunately uh, was involved in an accident which resulted in two of those family members uh, being killed and uh, he has since gone to court now and has been charged uh, with um, dangerous driving, manslaughter, some other, some other things. I, I don't know the exact details. However, I do know that he has received a jail sentence now. We can't comprehend the the amount that would ruin your life to not only lose your family members, but then to be held know, responsible for deal, it. Deal with that, and mm. um, and it was found that his van was, I think, I believe, eight hundred kilograms overweight. Hence, why he has been charged. So again, mm. you know, just really consider that when you when you're thinking about setting up, or if you're already set up, like you know, and it did. It was another reminder for us mm. that this is. Still, uh, you know, it's easy to forget that you, you're still tying, you know, three, three and a half ton down the road um, for people who you, you don't need a license to be able to do that. You know, mm-hmm. to, t- to tow a vehicle of that weight, you don't have to have an extension on your license. It's, you know, maybe we need to look at that. Maybe that needs to change. Maybe there needs to be more education. But mm-hmm. do get yourself educated. Do some research. Cull. Get rid of the stuff that you, you think you need. Don't, you don't need yeah. it all. And, uh, yeah, try and find a safer, safe, you know, uh, I, I guess, ground, a middle ground for you and your family to still have the things that you want to enjoy, but to do it safely and legally. Yeah, absolutely. A really shocking and important reminder for all of us who are yes. out there on the roads. Okay, let's move on, bring it back up and... We will, as mentioned, next week be travelling over to North Stratty. Rain, hail or shine. Oh, my goodness. Well, if this weather is anything to go by, I dare say we will be uh, a little drenched at some point while we're over there. But we will get over there. And, again, it is such a beautiful island, but Mm. very different to South Stratty. So different. And we'll talk to you all about those details next week. For now, we'll leave it there. We'll say dream big. 
do look after yourself and look after your family. And happy trails. 